Welcome back, everybody, to another week of Taurus Tech Talk here at the SG Taurus Company. I'm your host, Matt LePan. Joined again by Ken Gott, one of our technical support representatives here at the SG Taurus Company. Ken, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Matt. And we're talking commercial rooftop units again. We've done this before, and you had a reminder for people on checking their voltage beforehand. Can you just quickly remind people what they need to check for and how they can do it? Yeah, as I said before on the 24-volt circuit power, we have to be very careful that we have anywhere from 25 to 27 volts AC. If you don't have that, there are primary taps on the transformers that you would need to change from a 208 to a 240 or 230-volt primary tap, and that should boost your voltage up to 25 to 27 volts. And Ken, as we continue to talk a little bit about commercial rooftops here, Today we're going to talk about troubleshooting the power burner for commercial rooftop units. Yeah, that's correct, Matt. This has been around for quite some time. It was very popular on our Voyager rooftops that we've talked about previously, but it is also used on any of our rooftops 12 and a half ton and higher. What it does is it uses a hot surface ignition and a negative pressure gas valve, which is a little bit different than most of our furnaces out there and it does require a little bit different troubleshooting, which I'll go through. The first thing we need to talk about is the igniter. Uh, It's very important we have an igniter in good condition. This igniter is a 120 volt igniter. There is a transformer in the unit to reduce the power down to 120 volts. What this igniter also doubles as is a flame sensor. That's why it's so important that this igniter is in good condition. On power up, you'll get your inducer starting and what you'll see is 120 volts goes to our igniter and what you want to see to tell if this igniter is good you want to put your amp probe on there you should see three and a half to four amps current draw that'll tell you that the igniter is in good shape the other alternative is you can ohm it out with an ohm meter and you should get 40 to 80 ohms that's with a cold igniter very important the next thing that happens is first of all we get as i had said The inducer starts, the igniter glows, then the gas valve opens. Now what you want to see to make sure setting gas pressure on these, they do come set from the factory but it is required to check them on on startup or if you're having problems. What you want to see is when the inducer starts you need preferably a digital manometer that will go negative and when the inducer starts you should see a negative 2.5 to 3.5 inches of water column. When the gas valve opens it should rise up to a negative 0.2. That's very important. This gas valve, like I said, is a negative pressure gas valve. If you were to power it with 24 volts no gas would come out. Essentially the inducer pulls the gas out of the gas valve. That's why those water columns are very important. There's also limit switches on this burner. There's one on the burner plate and there's one in the blower compartment. The way you can tell which limit switch tripped, the one in the blower compartment is typically three wires. And what you will find on arriving at the unit, the indoor blower will be running and there'll be no inducer or ignition. If the limit switch on the burner plate has tripped, you'll hear the inducer and the blower running. That tells you pretty much which limit switch is tripped. Of course, you can measure uh, resistance through them as well. One other thing that we run into a lot is when people go up, when technicians go up to troubleshoot the units, you'll find the inducer running, even in the summertime, with no call for heat. If this happens, this is extremely common, you've got a bad inducer. 
what has happened is they power one side of the inducer all the time. When one of the windings shorts to ground, the inducer will run all the time. This is sometimes caused by power surges or low voltage situations. And Ken, you can't really talk about troubleshooting the burner without talking about the board that goes with it. So can you take us through some of that as well, please? Yes, there is a heat board on this unit as well. One thing that is noticeable is a green and red LED. Another thing that is available on this board is a flame check. You can actually measure the DC voltage. One volt DC equals one microamp, which is required to fire the unit off. You must see this current in order for the burner to light off. On the LEDs, there's a green and a red, like I said, when they're both off, it's powered with no call for heat. If there is a call for heat, your green LED will be flashing. Your red LED should be off. The only time the red LED will be on if there's a, if there's a trouble. Flashing once would, would be a lockout failure. The unit didn't see flame. If there was no flame signal, the board wasn't seeing a flame signal, you'd be seeing two flashes. If the gas valve was miswired or a problem with the wiring, you'd see continuous green light and the red LED flashing. The green LED being off and the red LED on continuous means there's an internal fault in the heat board and it needs to be replaced. Great, and once again, we want to thank Ken. We want to thank him for getting into some commercial applications here. I know that we don't necessarily run through commercial stuff too often, so for all you commercial folks out there, we're thinking about you, and if you have any topics that you'd like for us to go through, make sure to reach out to us. You can either call in and talk to one of our tech guys, or you can reach out to us on social media. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Use the hashtag Taurus Tech Talk and let us know what you want to hear. We want to make sure that we're taking care of you as well as all the residential folks. And for everybody out there, we want to thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next week on Taurus Tech Talk.